Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility, but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am so grateful that you are here listening to this podcast and just elevating your consciousness and becoming that mama bear you were born to be. Today, we have another clip from our group coaching. Um, I just think this one is like super important for everyone to know. Um, like everything, like everything I say within the group coachings and stuff um, needs to be out there. It's just um, you receive this message message in a different way here on the podcast. So without further ado, let's get started. Um, so today I am going to talk about some of the top reasons why holistic fertility, um, all the natural ways aren't working for you because I think there's a bit of some pitfalls that we fall into thinking that this is going to um, work like right away, it's going to happen. And while I am living proof, and I truly obviously believe that um, these methods um, not only help you get steps closer to your dream family, um, but help in so many different other aspects of your life that you probably don't give a shit about right now, but are truly important for all aspects of um, motherhood. And motherhood obviously starts, um, the moment you get pregnant, you obviously start thinking a very different way about um, yourself and what you should be doing. Um, So right now I'm actually in a conversation with someone um, through email um, and I'll probably let her know that we talked about this in the group coaching call today. So maybe she would like to join. Um, But uh, um, she's tried AIP. It greatly improved some aspects of her life. And um, but things still just like aren't right. And there's other things that are, you know, Um, still happening that are affecting her fertility. So she's thinking about doing a carnivorous, I can't even say it, (laughs) like a meat diet, carnivorous, carnivorous. And um, while I will never say to someone, don't do it, um, that's pretty extreme. 
And actually, Dave Asbury, the bulletproof guy, if you guys, I'm, I'm sure there's some links through the course, like leading to him, um, his better baby book really um, inspired a lot of things in my journey. I know he's a little bit like OTT sometimes, but, um, you know, that's just what he is. He actually went on an Eskimo diet and completely fucked himself up. So when you go on, um, when you are dramatically changing your diet in that way, even when you go from like, um, let's say you're just normal eating to shifting, uh, like eliminating gluten and dairy and soy um, and all like the top inflammatory foods, or you move into an autoimmune paleo diet, your body is like, there's this really big readjustment. So a lot of the times it's great because it lowers inflammation. A lot of people feel like amazing when they first start like these new diets, right? But long-term, especially when you're just eating meat, um, it can be pretty caffe- like pretty bad for your overall gut microbiome. And as we all know, that just cascades into many other things. So I don't want to say don't do it, but it's definitely not something I would ever recommend someone do on their fertility diet. And when you've done autoimmune paleo, you know how um, hard this is. This diet is like extremely hard to do because it limits just so much of what's in the grocery store. Um, but at the same time, if you do it correctly, you realize that there's like an, an abundance of other like vegetables that you probably haven't brought into your life. I live pretty closely to an autoimmune paleo diet still to this day. Um, but I have figured out my intolerances, so it's not as strict. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> I just lost my train of thought, but, um, oh, when it's not working. Okay, when that diet isn't working, right? So you've seen improvements, but you haven't seen your ultimate goal, which is pregnancy. It's highly likely not your diet anymore. And the diet piece of fertility is the tangible piece. Even though it's like hard to do, it's like you feel like you're in control. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're physically doing things. You've, you're, you're doing it like surely this has got to work. And the fact of the matter is, is like once you do autoimmune paleo, let's say you've done it for a month and then you start reintroducing foods and you feel really confident in your diet, then that is um, the time to release and surrender and just get into the flow of that clean eating. You know your food intolerances, you feel confident in that. Um, It's time to start looking at other places in your life. Now, this person has specifically um, mentioned rest and recovery and sleep, and I know I need to improve that and my stress issues. That's where you need to focus. And that's where um, the mental and emotional piece come in because it's not tangible. It's not as easy as restricting what you put into your house or not walking into McDonald's, right? Or not walking into that bar. It's you're, it's in your head and you are with it every day and your habits or maybe your lifestyle that you've lived a really long time, or maybe you can't quit your job. That's super stressful. This is the most important place you need to go now.
and you need to surrender that control. I see it. It's either supplements or diet. People are always like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I'm doing too much. Da, 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 and you're going back and forth. And it's like, no, you, that you've done that. You can take that off the list. Let's move into some of the harder things that you need to do. And that is the mental and emotional side and changing up those habits in your lifestyle to either if you can't like say quit your job and it's super stressful. Okay, what modalities can you bring into your life to manage that stress? Okay, so when it's like a marathon training for a marathon, you find something you connect with emotional freedom, tapping, breath work, uh, just going outside, you know, whatever it is, like getting a little like stressor ball, you know, whatever it is for you that you connect with and practicing when a stressful event comes up, not staying in that flight or flight mode for long periods of time, you know, an hour, two hours all day, you, you take it into the night and you're overanalyzing, you're overthinking everything. And I wish I would have done that. And I wish I would have done this. So, um, so taking that and practicing that day in and day out, and that is going to help your endocrine system. It's going to help all your hormones. If you're dealing with autoimmune issues, it's going to help reduce all that inflammation and these things aren't overnight, right? Diet can literally be an overnight thing. You could wake up one day and just be super committed and like, fuck it, I'm going to get rid of everything. I'm going to do this. And you can see dramatic results. But the stress and the mental and emotional and the lifestyle just take a little bit longer um, to really be impactful and see those big shifts in yourself because it's... um. I don't know why it's just harder. <laughs> it's just fucking a lot harder. Um, so when you are on this journey and you feel like it's not working and you're just really stuck on your diet piece or your supplement piece, or even like your drug regime, regime piece, it's time to get real with yourself and start looking in um, the other areas that we talk about within the formula and just say, where can I put my focus on those? How can I, you know, reduce all that stress? How can I get better sleep? Um, so that is a big hangup that a lot of people get on. And I know I did too. Um, yes, it's vitally important to find those um, food intolerances. And like you guys know my story, I went paleo for a year. I still wasn't getting pregnant. And it was the autoimmune paleo diet that helped me find those hidden food stressors. But if you've done that already, um, it's just time to look other places. Also, if you've done the autoimmune paleo diet um, and you're still dealing with autoimmune issues, like obviously getting tested and just figuring out little bits definitely will help. Um, but once again, it's just going back to that mental and emotional piece. Um, some people it could, um, like really be past traumatic events for them and they have just physically manifested into these issues. So if you don't deal with those past events, you're always going to have this reoccurring, like underlining health issue that you can't physically tangibly get rid of because it's that mental and emotional that has like stuck with you. So I see a lot of women with thyroid issues 
that were really um, suppressed um, either vocally, um, like really pushed down, um, have a lot of um, mental and emotional baggage when it comes to either family issues. Um, I've seen a lot of religious issues. Um, so it's really important just to get real with yourself and um, think, okay, where else do I need to go? So that's definitely one of the top things that people get hung up on. The next probably biggest thing, so that kind of like cover the diet, the mental and emotional part too, right? That is um, a huge missing link for people. Um, and I think it, it ties in. Um, the other thing is, well, the two things is time and rushing, right? Um, I've had several clients just do back-to-back -back IUIs, back-to-back you know, back -back IVFs, like just go, go, go. This is going to work. This is going to happen. And when you're rushing and like just pushing those treatments like over and over and over again, it um, literally can set you back because not only is your body still in um, survival mode, it's now like even in worse survival mode because you've, um, you know, you're messing around with your hormones. You're taking all this medication. It's not having time to detox all this shit. And then the mental and emotional piece of it not working is so impactful to your journey. So sometimes people see like their, their numbers when they get using, you know, testing within these fertility clinics actually get worse. And so the doctor's like, oh my God, it's getting worse. It's like, yeah, no shit, it's getting worse. It's because you're not addressing the root cause in the first place. And then you're like tackling on all this medication and all this time spent and all this worry and all this like failed emotional, like, you know, you're not, um, you're not, uh, giving your body the, the actual support it needs. And you're literally like just punching like again and again and again. And so when we're rushing into these things, and I know sometimes it's hard not to either with time restriction or, um, you know, insurance, I've seen people just jump into it because their insurance is like, well, we we're paying for it now. I'm like, fuck, it's so fucked up. But um, if you can truly, truly wait and like step back, take a deep breath and breathe, um, that is literally going to save you time and money and heartache um, before going into the next procedures. So just take, for me example, I went into my first IVF pretty blind um, to everything. And it was a super shambles, like crazy, crazy shambles. But when they're like, okay, there's nothing you can do. Just do another round of IVF. Um, if I would have just gone into another round of IVF, like it probably would have like turned out worse because my body had, you know, had like, it had, it needs time to process all those drugs that they use to make you ovulate and um, do all the things that it needs to do. So I would have wasted a shit ton of money and I would have wasted that time when I definitely used my time better. And I didn't know this, like I can only say this with hindsight and this is why I'm telling you guys these things. So you don't have to go through this is that 
when I took my time and I took a long time in between our IVFs for various reasons, but during that time I was increasing my health and that's how, even though the second IVF failed, I didn't get pregnant. I didn't bring home a baby, but I made better embryos. So the thing that they told me I couldn't do, you know, you have low A quality, there's nothing you can do. I did it. And I only did that because I allowed my body the time to heal lower, dramatically lowering that inflammation. So it's really important when you have this society of like, go, go, go. And especially when you're late thirties, early forties, and you have these doctors, like you should have had IVF yesterday. Like I really encourage people to be like, okay, I'm already fucking there. I'm already in this age category that you think is old. Six months from now is not going to dramatically reduce my chances because I now have the knowledge that my body is able to heal. And it's more important about my cellular health than my actual age. You're not going to turn 55 in the next six months. You'll be 42. So really try to disconnect from the bullshit that they're telling you that this is a a time game and it needs to be rushed is like the furthest thing from the truth. Now, in saying that, if you are older, excuse me, you are older, it's still incredibly important to take that time, heal the body and improve your cellular health. But you might want to use IVF or IUI to, this is where you can speed up time and collect a lot of eggs at one time, especially through IVF. Um, But it's vitally important that you improve that cellular health before you go into these treatments. Um, And I mean, this is for anyone who's been on their journey for a really long time. I'm not going to say don't go do IVF. If you're just like, I need to, you know, be over the shit, get it over and done with but really take the time to improve that cellular health before. Um, Okay, so time. So I think that kind of covers like the time thing too with, maybe not. So when you're doing a holistic functional approach, it is all about time. It is about surrendering. It's about patience. It's about all the things that we feel in lack of. Because when you surrender, you don't feel like you have control. When you say, I'm going to give it time, you already feel time poor when you're dealing with fertility issues. Um, You've already been on this journey for what feels like a fucking eternity. So these are the things that I would say we're most fearful of. Like, if I give into this, is this me losing all my chances, right? Because I feel like I know I can relate to the when I was doing a round of IVF, I kind of felt like I was doing even more to get to my ultimate goal because IVF is tangible, where the reality is the time that I spent healing in the various different ways that I use was the valuable time that I needed to get pregnant naturally. And remember, I couldn't get pregnant at 27. I couldn't get pregnant with the assistance of IVF at 30, but I got pregnant naturally at 36. So I really want to hone in on the point that my age didn't fucking matter. It was my cellular health. And the only way to improve your cellular health is to give it time, is to surrender, let go of the BS, find ways to do the stress management, 
you know, clean up your diet, clean up your environment, doing all these physical things. And I know it can feel like completely frustrating because um, the crackhead on the street, God bless her soul, doesn't have to do any of this shit and she's popping out babies, right? And we just have to remember this journey is very personal. We cannot compare ourselves to anyone else because the only thing that does, it, it makes it more frustrating and it makes it um, feel less achievable. So what you really want to do is to attach to people who maybe have a very similar journey and have the outcome that you want. Um, or just even attached to, I know I like blocked out like a lot of um, like pregnancies and like disconnecting myself from that. But the you really want to do the opposite. You want to bring that energy in and you want to hold that focus and you want to hold that feeling of you can get there. Because the fact of the matter is, is that you are the only one that can make this happen for you, right? Like I always say, you you have to show up in the ways that are going to work for you. And that's going to be different for everyone. And your genetics play a role in this. But remember, your genetics are the gun and your diet and your lifestyle are the bullets that make that gun work. So figuring out what you need to do is super important. And then just give it time and be open to tweaking it as well. Um, be open to exploring different modalities of stress relief and, and be consistent with, I know being type A myself, like yoga was fucking shit. I hated it. <laughs> like It was boring. I was in my head too much. Um, but I kept going and I kept like going to different places. I'm like, this one doesn't suit me. I don't vibe with that. And that's where the magic happens is when you feel a connection to something or someone, then you know, you're going to stick with it because you just continue. Like you, you have that feeling like this is so much more than, um, more important to me right now than maybe going out with the girls or, you know, like pleasing my parents or, you know, like whatever it is, um, once you connect with something that you absolutely love and stay consistent with it, you really start seeing the magic happen with that. Um, so the other thing, um, which is probably the hardest thing is just those little missing links that, um, you know, it's would be hard. So there's two ways, right? Either you work with a functional fertility health coach like myself who can see the holes. I can literally see the holes. Um, if you haven't listened to my discovery call podcast over on the podcast, I highly recommend you go into those and see kind of what I do. Um, and even, I know this is the group coaching call, even if you're new and you haven't listened to those podcasts and I'll link them down below. Um, this is so vital for a lot of people to find those missing holes and see where you can um, better in those areas. The other is the testing. So sometimes I can't see um, things. So, or I, okay, so a one-on-one -one client today, um, not today, but that I'm working with right now, um, we talked about gut health issues. She's still having gut health issues, even though she's on the autoimmune paleo diet. So she's talking about it. She's talking about it. She's had a GI test. And I'm like, have you been tested for SIBO? She's like, no, I'm like, okay, that's our first step. Let's go there. 
And like, lo and behold, she has um, some issues there. So getting that testing to kind of confirm like that's the issue and where you need to go and whether you want to choose to go down a Western medicine side or a holistic side or both um, can just really propel your journey. And these missing things that are connected to your fertility, but your doctors might not be looking at them or even like, I'm not going to, I'm not bashing anyone, but I am finding a lot of natural paths know that they need to look into these things, but are definitely missing the mark when it comes to healing. Um, so I don't know what the disconnect is there. I don't know why they want to look in it, but then don't give like really thorough, like functional assistance to um, like get rid of the fucking issues. Um, so if you present with like H. pylora or, you know, real big gut dysbiosis, like your practitioner should um, really, there should be a big regime for at least three months to really help you shift through these things. I'm not talking about like going and buy supplementations every fucking six months and they just want you to give you more and more and more, but there should be a real big action plan for a certain amount of time to shift through these things. So if you're working with someone who is holistic and looking at these things, but then maybe aren't feeling like you're getting the support you need, or they don't think like the same client tested positive with H. pylora. And I was like, well, have you done the H. pylora T? Have you? They're like, no, it wasn't that big of a case. So they just said, don't worry about it. I'm like, fuck, what? No, that could be your big issue, right? Like it might not be presenting big for someone else, but let's look at all your markers. You're dealing with like gut issues. You're dealing um, with high inflammation. That small case of H. pylora might be the, you know, the tipping, you know, the, the shawl that broke the camel's back type of thing. So don't let anyone like say, oh, that's not a big deal um, because that's like complete bullshit. <laughs> it could be your big deal, right? So that leads me into the following your intuition. I think I'm going to start talking. I know you guys have heard um, this before from me, but following your intuition. Um, I don't come from a medical background. I am not an academic. Um, I've accepted that about myself and I am totally fine with that. Sometimes you, I come in with this like imposter syndrome, like talking about all these things. I'm a creative. I love photography. I love editing and I love all that kind of stuff. But, and so if I can figure this stuff out, if I can link this stuff, then you can link this stuff too. When the doctors told me that there was nothing I can do about my A quality at 30, something was telling me that was complete bullshit. And it was my intuition and whether wherever you want to believe where your intuition comes from, um, it's really about tapping into that source and learning to listen to it. So above the noise, above what your doctor is telling you, above what like anyone, like a, a health coach, like the guru, like whatever they're saying, if you can tap into your body and really ask your body, is this true for me? Do I need this? Should I do this? Your body will literally tell you. And sometimes it's not the answer that you want, <laughs> so you don't listen, but I can really reassure you that 
when you don't listen to your intuition, that's when those life lessons come and you're like, what the fuck? And like, whatever God, universe, spirit, we're like, well, we try to tell you, remember that feeling you had, like, remember, and you didn't want to listen. Well, this is the outcome of not listening. And so like, for me, um, we specifically went to an IVF clinic that was doing the immune testing because I knew that was something to do with my issue. Even though I wasn't presenting as a normal autoimmune patient, that was my issue. And the doctors talked us out of it. They're like, you're not having reoccurring miscarriages. Just try another IVF. The, um, you know, the test is really expensive. And we're like, okay. And I remember sitting in there going like, don't do it. Don't do it. Just, just get the fucking testing before you do the IVF. And I didn't listen. And um, my lesson was another failed IVF. And so um, it's just really important to tap into that source that everyone has in them. And you, it doesn't matter what religion or belief or non-belief that you have, you just, um, everyone has it in them. And once you're able to really get in tune with that, then you can just make better decisions for your journey. And it can relate back to all these things I just talked about, the missing links, the mental and emotional, the rushing, the diet, the time, um, just really step back into those things and um, trust yourself. Trust yourself. Your body is always healing. If our bodies were not self-healing mechanisms, machines, whatever, everyone would be dead, especially in like this day and age. Like we would all be dead from the toxic overload of everything in our lives right now. So your body is healing and your body will get out of survival mode if you do the things that it, it specifically needs to get in in the thriving mode. And thriving mode is what we want for a healthy pregnancy. Now remember, remember, pregnancy isn't a sign of health. Sick people get pregnant all the time. It doesn't make it right. Um, and even though nothing is set in stone, I'm not saying that you have to be perfect to have a healthy baby. But the evidence is out there that your genetics, your epigenetics gets passed on and it starts from your egg and your sperm. So that's why it's so vitally important to increase those qualities before they meet. Then the embryos have a better chance. Obviously, your, your body is in a better condition to welcome and grow this baby and I talk about it as like a seed, right? You have to think of your embryo as a seed and you don't just go put a seed in a dry, crappy environment and like, fingers crossed, it's gonna grow. Um, you know, you want to give it the best environment that you can. And, you know, that's your job as a mother. Before you become a mother, that is your job in this day and age. We just live in a very different world than our grandparents lived. And we have to un unfortunately overthink things. Our ancestors didn't have to deal with the shit that we have to deal with. Um, and I think you'll see, I think you'll see when you start putting all these things into place that 
Um, and that's why I talk about being conscious. I want conscious mothers because the things I did before I had my babies allowed me to be a better mother. And um, that's ultimately ultimately what we want, right? Like we want to have a happy and healthy pregnancy. We want to have a joyful labor. We want to have a beautiful postpartum. We want all these things. And the reality is, is a lot of us are um, just kind of getting denied these things because of fucking society. (laughs) So yes, that is our group coaching call today. I really, really hope um, you enjoyed it. And remember, you can send me an email if you can't make the live um, group coachings so I can um, answer your questions specifically. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you got some massive wisdom from today's podcast. Remember, the group coaching is accessible through fertility food and the formula, and you actually get access uh, when you do one-to-one coaching. Um, So there are ways. So if you are ready to get the guidance and the support you need, there are many ways that you can do that. So go over to the website, check out the different options, see what feels right for you, and let's start doing this together. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.